welcome to the Suicide Prevention Show. I'm Jackie Simmons, the host of the show, and we're going to go where angels fear to tread. We're going to talk about bully-proofing your child. Why is this so important? In a day and an age of isolation, being bullied isolates you even more. And so to help pull our kids back from that particular edge to help pull ourselves because bullies come in all shapes and sizes and they come at all ages. So help me welcome to the studio, Marty Ward. Marty, are you ready to join us? As your camera- I am here. There you go, you're here. Where's your camera? There's your camera. Cool, yay, I'm so excited to see you. Oh, wonderful to see you. It's been wonderful listening uh, to all the interviews that you've had. And it's just so powerful, this work that you do. We are so grateful. Ah, I think you are amazing. And so we're going to go on this journey together. And this is not an easy journey. It's not an easy journey. So I'm going to ask you to, if you don't mind, Share why this topic is so important to you. Well, bullying is important to me. It, it became important to me in 2011 when I happened to, as, as uh, I call it, God's breadcrumbs. God dropped a breadcrumb and I was on the internet and there was a story about a little girl, a 10 year old little girl. She was a cheerleader and a student and she didn't want to go to school that day. And so in order not to go to school that day because she didn't want to confront the bully one more time, she unfortunately, tragically took her life. And I burst into tears and I said, that's it, I am done. Not another bright light of a child needs to be snuffed out. I have the answer. And so I began my work again with children because I'd been a school-based social worker, I'd been a teacher, I ran a sailing school on the Hudson River where I taught autistic and emotionally challenged children. So I'd worked with children on and off my whole life. But at that point, I wasn't working with them. And I said, that's it. And, and the answer that I felt that I had is in that, um, an acronym there, TAG. Because, you know, it's about how talented, able, and gifted we are. It's believing in ourselves so that not even the bully can steal our confidence from us. And so that's what's so important, um, is that when we can believe in ourselves, because bullies are going to bully. As I say, you know, can anyone here stop the rain? No. Well, you can't stop the bully from saying or doing whatever the bully is going to say or do. So it's not that the bully bullies, it's how we respond to the bullying because it's up to us to believe in ourselves so strongly that when they say and do what they do, that we're able to know who we are and trust ourselves. And that's what makes all the difference. So being bullyproof is not about controlling someone else's behavior. It's about controlling our response to it. Correct. Okay. Asking kids to control their responses. I mean, this is, it's, you know, that whole song from The Sound of Music, you know, uh, 
you know, what do you what do you call a problem like Maria? Oh, yeah, yes. Where it's, yeah, how do you keep a wave upon the sand? When right. you're asking children to be able to control their emotions, this can seem like a daunting task in a world where so many adults don't know how to control their emotions. I, let's face it. So what's the first step in helping a child understand that emotions don't have to be something that other people can push? Right, reactive. Um, well, I also teach about emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And so it's about us understanding um, that anger at its base is sadness. And when we anger, well, think about it. Think of Jackie, think about the last time you were angry. I imagine you can. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then think about, was it that you didn't feel heard? That you didn't feel respected? Did you feel disregarded? Did you feel irrelevant? Did you feel left out? And when you can go right to that, when you can go to the sadness, then you can be able to say, you know, this morning, I didn't feel that you heard me when I asked you for what I needed, rather than being angry about someone um, talking to you in a particular way. So when you teach children uh, Hmm. about their um, emotional intelligence, I see you questioning me, which is great. Ask me a question. Not yet. When you teach children um, how to connect with their actual feeling, then, then they can be able to decode it, as I call it, and be able to respond rather than react. So actually, I would say before we do all of that, the first thing we need to do is take a breath. Because um, in order, our limbic brain is that bump on the back of your head, and that's where you recycle and you repeat patterns, right? And your fight or flight, we'll just use that for now, your fight or flight response. So when someone says something mean to you, you go into your limbic brain, you want to fight or you want to run, right? And it's taking, nope, wait. And when you do that, you go from your limbic brain to your thinking brain. Now you can think, now you can decode it. Now, when, the, when a child is walking around and somebody sees that they got a D on their, on their math paper and a bully says, look at you, you're so stupid, look at how dumb you are, right? The child can take a deep breath and go, you know, you're right, I do struggle in math. Can you help me? What I teach children is to be able to own what's true and then go beyond. So it's true. How can you, you know, he's got the D here. What are you going to do? Get all upset that, that you're saying I'm stupid when you're looking at a D? No, you say, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do struggle in math. Now that takes all of the. Well, that's a pretty huge reframe um, for an adult, much less for a kid to go from you're stupid to I struggle in math. Those are two very different things. One is a label and labels limit us dramatically, in my opinion. And that particular label of you're stupid is, you know, this is a shame-based thing because you can't fix stupid. You know, it's, it's not like you're uneducated, you're stupid. And I remember growing up with this kind of language because my mother was a special education specialist. And what I'm realizing is that what you're saying is 
it's possible for children to understand that just because, you know, what's true is a really good question. What's true is not that I'm stupid. What's true is that I struggle in math. Correct. Correct. Uh, but, but you see, when you've taught them how talented, able, and gifted they are and to believe in themselves. So your talents are things like art, music, dance, drama, uh, dancing, singing. I, I'm, I'm going to interrupt because I'm picking up some background noise. It sounds almost like growling. You have it. But it, what it is, is I have someone who's trying to fix the leak in my roof. And he's oh, testing my window with water. And that's I'm gonna, fine. As long as we know what it is. Okay. Because I thought maybe there was a bear coming to get you. No. And I'm hoping he'll stop soon. But it's just bad timing. So <laughs> it's it's divine him. timing so we could name the elephant in the room, which is yes. one of my big things in life. Yes. So, cool. So, All right. um, and so... Um, so anyway, so you have a, I'm going to ask you a question because this is a tech thing. Do you have a headset? Because that would shift the microphone. Yeah. And it stopped. Aha. There we go. Perfect timing. Cool. Okay. I'm, I'm, and if you, okay, let's see if he starts. If he does, I'm going to tell him. So, um, so, okay. So back to what I was saying, which was when you know how talented, able, and gifted you are. You can believe in yourself no matter what anybody says to you. And so how I got to this is one day my son said to me, he said, Mom, I know it really hurts you that no one in the family believes in you. Now, I knew that I knew that to be true. How old was your son when he said that? 40 something. Good for him. Yes. And so what was great about it, it turned out to be a wonderful gift. And the gift was that I, I knew that, but to hear it made me really have to own it. And so what I did is I, I, I grieved and I cried and I got really into it. I allowed myself to feel, and with that came an awareness. And that's where I realized that if you don't believe the bully, you're not hurt. It's only that you believe the bully that you're hurt because what they say are just words. But if you don't believe the bully, then you're not hurt. And so with that, it was a beautiful gift that he gave me. I say our antagonists become our protagonists. They go from, they help us to develop our tags, antagonist, protagonist, right? So the antagonist it helps us to develop our talents, abilities, and gifts, and they become our protagonists because they're our greatest gift. And so, so he gave me a huge gift that day. So um, it, you know, on the one hand, good for your son that he said something, and on the other hand, it's kind of a bullyish way to say it. Yes, and I can either, so, but what I did is I transformed it as I teach. Yeah, I see transform that. it from, you know, we could get all mad at him, but he just said the truth. And so, um, and so by transforming it and learning from it, that's what I teach children and adults is that to transform what, uh, what happens in your life and see the antagonist as your protagonist when you're, when you're ready. And by doing mm -hmm. that, it, it, um, 
it gave me such a beautiful awareness that I've been able to use and to teach because I had to look really deep inside Jackie because I've been bullied much of my life. And so I had to look inside and start to believe in me. And when I did that, people in my life stopped bullying me. Okay, pause, pause. How old were you? At what point in your life did you decide that you were talented, that you had talents, abilities, and gifts? At what point was that? Well, when I went through this experience, it was about 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're talking about this, and this is really important to me, Marty, for people to understand that what triggered you to share this was the news story. But what triggered you to develop this was your own pain. Correct. And I think that that's a really important distinction for people to get that sometimes we're really smart and we know a lot of things, but we don't share them with the world until we get woken up to the fact that the world needs to hear them. Yes. So your wake up call was the news story. Well, the, it was the news story. Yeah, that was in 2011. And then, um, and, the, and the reason Jackie, it's so important that we teach our children to share their tags, as I call them, their talents, abilities, and gifts. Because you just never know when your gift that you're giving is going to change someone's life. And what happened for me is that I wrote a book called Get Clear, Get Confident, Get Going. Up there. And, um, and that book ended up in Tanzania. How? I have no idea. Another God's breadcrumbs dropped. And I received an email from Pastor Booney Alex in 2015 saying, I found your book on a pile of books to be burned outside of a church. And I was guided to pick it up. And I read it and it changed my life because I was bullied too. Ah. So you never know what seems like an impossible thing to have happen will happen as a, as a, as I say, God's breadcrumbs on your path to discover more of who you are. And so I began working with um, Booney and we now have, I've reached over a hundred thousand children with this message of being you matters and how talented, able and gifted the children are and to value and honor yourself. And of course, I taught the parents and the teachers in Uganda and Kenya so far. And so that's why I want all children to know how, um, how important it is for them to, to express who they are thinking, well, this will never matter. What difference will it make? Oh no, you never know. You think whoever heard thought that would happen. And so, um, and when you can believe that, and when you can know who you are and value you um, and not be um, pleasing others, but pleasing you, then when somebody says something mean to you, you can take that deep breath and say, well, that's your opinion. If that's the best the kid can come up with, well, that's your opinion, you know, yeah. and it's teaching children that. 
um, there was um, a heavyset girl in a classroom once and she came, she raised her hand and said, well, I don't know what to say when they call me fat. You know, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, how about you say, mm-hmm, I love it, don't you? I got, I got the, I got it going on. And she said, ooh, I love that. You know, so it's learning how to take it. And if you trust yourself and if you believe in yourself, then you have the capability to go, yeah, and I love it, right? And, and she said, oh, that's perfect. Instead of arguing with reality or being hurt by it, asking that question, what about this is true? Mm -hmm. Cool. She, she's heavy set. What is she going to do? She's heavy set. So, okay. okay. So now use it. You know, now, now. Oh, yeah. I mean, pe people who say, you know, oh, you're, you're, you're fat or whatever. What? You think we don't already know? You know, I mean, really, are you, you know, do you really think I don't know that already? You know, I mean, I, I can have an attitude, but, but this is such an important thing because kids don't know that it's okay to have an attitude because they're taught not to have an attitude in the classroom. They're taught not to have an attitude at the dinner table. They're taught not to have an attitude. Now, all of a sudden, this is where you need to have an attitude where an attitude could really help. And it's an attitude of, I've got this, I'm talented, able, and gifted. Right, right. And yeah. so it's, it's teaching them that, you know, they, the other thing she could say is, yes, and I'm an artist. You ought to see my art, right? Or yes, I'm an author, you know, and I have kids say, you know, who here wants to be, who here wants to be, um, a, you know, a, a doctor, let's say, and they raise their hand. I say, okay, now, now say it. I am a doctor. And they go, I go, go on, say it. I am a doctor. Okay, say it again. I am a doctor, right? And you, they start to get a sense that they can throw their shoulders back, you know, and be that, be that doctor because it never occurred to them they could actually do that. And I'm getting them to own it. Do you want, who here wants to be an engineer? And we go through that, you know, so it's whatever, whatever the talent is, it can be an athlete, you know, whatever that is. And so that's the, the talent, the abilities are everybody. What I say, Jackie, is we all came in with three things when we were born. Mm -hmm. We came in with our tags, which I call our soul signature. It's the yeah. core essence of who you are. It's each one of us. And this is why, Jackie, this is why I have an answer. Because all of us come in with these three things. There is no differentiation between race, color, creed, height, whatever, nothing. Okay. If you're human, you got tags. We all have came in with our core essence, our tags. We came in with our feelings, which tell us exactly where we are in the moment and what to do next. And we came in with these fabulous bodies that beam information out and take information in. And with those three things, we were given everything we need to be a success. Now we want things, which is wonderful, but you have all three of the things you need in order to be able to do that. And when you teach kids to value that and honor that tag, that core essence, because it, it, it's the only thing that makes you and I different, Jackie. We both have blonde hair, we both wear glasses, but the only thing that separates us, and we're both, you know, women of a, we're both women of a certain age. Exactly. 
Um, but you know what what differentiates you and I is only your tags, the way in which you use your tags and the way in which I use my tags. This is why we can help with, with racism and prejudice and all of those things is when you start to look for the tags in each person. You look for, for their, what is their talent, ability and gift and you describe that. That's what puts us all in a level playing field. So for a kid who's faced with a bully, if they have this awareness of tags, they can not just listen to the bully's words, but they can look at the bully and go, I wonder what your talents, abilities, and gifts are. Yeah. I mean, if they, you know, I can, I can only imagine the impact that would have on a bully for somebody to say, I wonder what your talents, abilities, and gifts are. Well, you know, I'd love to share with you an understanding that I have. Um, there are there are, um, I teach about five personality types, none of which you've ever heard before. It's none <laughs> of the usual disc, et cetera. Not, they all have value, but, but this is a different group of-, of mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, this is, this is the personalities according to Marty. I got that. Okay. And so <clears throat> one of our personalities is the warrior. And the warrior, the underdeveloped warrior is the bully. But what's exciting, Jackie, is the developed warrior is the hero. So we all go from underdeveloped to developed in everything we do in life, everything we've ever done. And so when you can, when you can ignite the leader in the bully, you will transform them. And there is a wonderful video that's out there of a child that in 90 seconds was transformed from a gang leader into a class leader at a high school. And he now goes around the country to teach teachers how to talk to their students the way this teacher spoke to him. And what she did is he came in late, he called her a name, he said, oh baby, why is your husband still with you? Or he was very, you know. Um, yeah, disrespectful uh, is a mild way to express it. Yes. And so she said, oh, we're so glad you're here in the classroom. And by the end of her going back and forth and guiding him gently um, and not reacting to him at all, but responding to him. And she said, you know, you have a charismatic way about you. And what I want you to do is I want you to greet everyone at the door uh, every day of the class. Now, she said, in order to do that, you know, you have to show up on time because, of course, he'd been late, right? So you have to show up on time. Will you agree to that? He said, yes, ma'am. That was it. He just needed to have someone honor him and see who he actually was. And by seeing the leader in him, by seeing his charismatic quality, which most bullies have, they're very sharp. They see those things that hurt and they use them right? They, they are very perceptive, right? So by using that and turning into your charismatic, you're wonderful with people, I can see the way you connect, right? He turned around. And when I was a high school social worker, what I did, I was in an alternate school, which means all the children that no other schools wanted. And I created a mentoring program. And I made the bully the mentor. And I would have them, they'd have a fight. I'd say, great, you're there, you're there. And then you're gonna run the meeting and I'm gonna sit over here. And the kid would go, what? I go, yeah, you figure it out. You, you sort it out, you'll, you'll know what to do. 
Me? Yeah, you. Well, the discipline problem dropped in the school. Because the person who was leading got recognized for their leadership ability. Right. And, I, and now we have to catch people, children, adults, we have to catch them before they've lost their empathy. When they have lost their empathy, now we have a psychological big deal problem that we need to, to work okay. on. But if they haven't lost their empathy, then you can do this with them very quickly and turn them around. Well, let's take this a step back just a second, because you talked about five personality types. We've talked about the one that most closely relates to the conversation about bullies. But would you take us on this journey with the other four really quickly about the underdeveloped and developed sides of each personality? Okay. Um, well, the scientist is one of them. And each of our personalities has their greatest fear and their greatest challenge. Right. But in this moment, I don't want to get too complicated because I want to make sure that we cover everything you have because you've got a lot to cover. All right. I just I don't want to leave people hanging with what are the other five personality types. So okay. what are they and what and the because the, the scientist. OK, so the underdeveloped scientist would show up as what? The underdeveloped scientist is going to show up as someone whose greatest fear is um, is to take a stand for themselves. Right, so their greatest fear is going to be taking a stand for themselves. That's the underdeveloped, and the developed is going to be Einstein. And you know, it's not just science, of course, but it's philosophy. Mm -hmm. It's it's all in those in that genre. So your creator, I'm sorry. The, so the the scientist, when they're developed, is someone who allows their scientific whatever that means their their research to be known. Their conclusions. In other words, they stand for themselves. So they're oh, they're you. great. They're developed. They're a developed scientist because I'm a scientist. One of my um, personality. Well, we're all five personalities, but one right. of my primary is is scientist. And it's not that I'm a scientist, but a philosopher and all of the things mm -hmm. that I teach. Yeah. But also my so my greatest fear is doing exactly what we're doing right now, <laughs> right? To take a stand for myself, to tell you who I am. And so then I, what I want to do is retreat and, re and recover. So the scientist will be someone who, who likes to be alone, who likes to recover, you know, and that kind of thing. So the next is the creator. And the creator is the outgoing, bubbly, you know, art, music, dance, the thousand friends. The, the scientist has five friends. This, the creator has a thousand friends, right? Um, There's someone whose greatest fear, however, is that not good enough is their enemy. And so the, they're afraid that their, that their uh, creation will be rejected and that when they go to learn something new, they have a hard time with it. Um, and so because they, if, you know, and I'm also that. And so when, if I can't learn something in 10 minutes, I wanna give up. And so it's good for us to know these things so that we can manage ourselves. So that's helpful. So the creative, not good, what they fear is rejection. And when they are developed, they um, are what? Well, they are, um, they are Robin Williams. They are, you know, a speaker. They are um, an author. They are on stage. They are also, um, you know, they've got their art displayed. You know, okay. they're selling their art, you know, whatever it is in that, in that realm. 
Got it. So they're really visible. Yes, they're very visible and they're confident that their work, that they do their work for its own sake. You see, if we worry about doing it for somebody else's approval, they like a lot of approval, but when we do it for someone else's approval, then that's a challenge. So they learn to, you, you learn to do it for yourself. And then when you do it for yourself, then lo and behold, a lot of people enjoy it. Got it. So the next is going to be the visionary, which is the heart, the visionary. And the underdeveloped visionary is rigid, perfectionistic, because their greatest fear is that they're not perfect. And so they present as perfect. You know, the gentleman who has the the matching hanky with the tie, with the suit, you know, the woman who has her hair perfect, makeup perfect, that, that type of image. And, but their greatest fear is that they're not perfect. So they have to look perfect all the time. So um, this is an evolved, um, an evolved was not the right word, a developed. Um, so they, that's the underdeveloped. The developed yeah. is going to be flexible, adaptable, um, someone who is, foresees the future, you know, there's this the city planner. This would be Walt Disney, you know, um, foreseeing the future um, and someone um, who's, um, you know, in charge. And they can um, actually take action. A perfectionist can't take action because action is messy. So a developed visionary can take action to create something. Right. And then, uh, yes. Um, and um, what's hard for the visionary is to be able to open their heart because perfection matters more than love. So that's a challenge. So um, you might, you know, people who are listening might go, oh, I do do that, don't I? Hmm. And this is not about shame or blame or judgment. This is about saying, oh, that's why I do that. I didn't know why I did that. And going, oh, cool, now I know what to do. Now you can do something once you have this knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so then the next is the, is the, um, the throat which is the warrior. And we've already covered that. Mm-hmm. But, but the greatest fear of the warrior, of the underdeveloped warrior, is that the world is against them. So one of the reason the bully bully ah. is because they're pushing everybody away because they feel threatened. They walk into a room and they feel that everyone in the room is against them. And so that's why they push you away before they let you in. And so that's what's important to be patient for the push away and then let them take you in. Um, And so, um, and then the, as I say, the developed bully, all for one, one for all. I want the world to be happy. I want everyone to do well. You know, there's the, they're the leader that want, really wants to bring everybody together. And so that's the developed. Got it. Okay. So I've got four. I've got the scientist, the creative, the visionary, and the warrior. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the commander. Oh. The the commander. The commander is um, just what it says. You know, the commander in charge. And their greatest fear is that they're not autonomous. So um, they're someone, as you probably have worked for in your life, someone who's a micromanager, someone who is constantly feeling out of control themselves and wanted to control everything around them. And so, um, and so that's, that's the underdeveloped commander. And of course mm-hmm. the developed commander is our fabulous generals, um, leaders, politicians, uh, lawyers, 
you know, who are in charge, in command, um, and who are making, you know, decisions for themselves. I love the distinction between the warrior developed being the hero and you're very community-based and the, the commander developed being the general. Yeah, um, it, it's a clear distinction in my mind that I just wanted to highlight because I see every single one of these as developed as leaders you know, in, in some way, shape or form, just they're very different in their expression exactly. of that. Exactly. So that's really, really cool. Thank you for allowing me to go on that journey because it was an open loop for me. And I'm like, uh-uh, we don't like this. So, all right. So, so now coming back to how does all of this, the tag and the five personalities, where does a kid start to learn about this ideally? Ideally, what I, Jackie, here's what I, my goal is. This is my big vision is that parents will learn to, to see their children for their tags so that the most annoying behavior, you see, because what we've been taught for a million years is that carrots and sticks is how we raise our children. But it's right. not- and, and how we motivate employees and how, yeah, I mean, come on, this is not just about parenting here. This right. one is global. I mean, Tony Robbins made it famous. You know, he brought that whole carrot and stick analogy into the mainstream. Oh, okay. Well, I was unfamiliar with that. But it's not about carrots and sticks. It's about connection. So when you want to be in charge, if you want to have a good connection, if you want to have a good relationship with your child, it's not about carrots and sticks. It's about your connection. And so... Um, the child's most, uh, this is fascinating, the child's most annoying behavior is a signpost of their greatest gift. So the child who is speaking up to you, calling you names in that moment, telling you that they hate you, that they're blah, 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 blah right? It's taking that deep breath and saying, wow, I, I see that you are willing to take a risk I hear that you're, you're telling me exactly how you feel in this moment. Good for you for knowing how you feel and having the courage to share it. And right now is not the time for us to discuss this. Or right now, uh, we will take a moment and figure out how we can work out something that's so important to you. Cool. I, but you see what I've done is I've identified their tags First, I call it tag and guide, tag and guide. So you come into the, into the uh, oh, I'll give you a simple example. I love this example. So let's say you've got younger children and you come in and they're bouncing on the couch. That of course you've told them 397 times not to do. They're hurting your furniture. They don't care about you. They don't respect you. They don't this, that, or the other thing. So here they are again, but this time you walk in and you see them and you say, wow, look at how athletic you are. Look at how high you can bounce. Bouncing is for the floor. And you guide them to the floor. And now you can go, okay, bounce. Come on, bounce. Let's see it. How high? Ooh, you got an inch. Ooh, do it again. Ooh. Now the truth is that all they wanted to do was express their tags, their talents, abilities, and gifts. They were expressing how athletic they are. 
So they were just doing that. And when you identify it, the children respond immediately because they go, oh, they weren't trying to hurt your furniture. They didn't disrespect you. They weren't doing any of that. They just wanted to do what they wanted to do in the moment. And so I've got a question for you. Good. Is there a checklist of talents, abilities, and gifts that parents can use to start identifying their kids' tags? Sure. I can be happy to send that to you. Awesome. Because I think that that is going to make the most awesome gift for everybody on here is that checklist. I can see that that's going to be incredibly useful because if you can't see what you're not aware of. Right. And I, you know, I don't even know necessarily that I could identify my own tags, much less someone else's without a guideline. So that, pardon me, that guideline would be incredibly, incredibly useful. So we're going to make sure that everybody gets access to that because we know it's, it's, it's one of those moments where I'm going, all right, I need this from you. And you're like, okay, I got it for you. And I'm so glad you do. I'd have been surprised if you didn't. But I've been known to ask for things that people have had to go and create. So I'm grateful that you've got this ready for everybody. Yeah, and I, I do a tag talk with Marty every Monday on Facebook at 8 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Okay, let's get this tag talk with Marty. And is there, um, is it just on your Facebook profile or is it within a group? It's um, at, if you go to at Confidence Build Success Academy. On, okay, okay, so this is on your Facebook business page. All right, so Katie will grab that, Confidence Build Academy. And we'll get it into confidence build success academy. You have um, it. So cool. So so Katie will grab that link for everybody. Um, because tag talk with Mary, Marty. Sorry, tag talk with Marty. And I also do a parent quick tips on Friday at 1245. <laughs> okay. And both of those they can be found on your Facebook business page. Yeah. That's really, really cool because that's the kind of support system that I want to make sure that people know that it's there. So continuing on this conversation, I don't know if anybody has ever lived a life that didn't at some point have a bully, either an external bully or an internal bully. You know, we pick these things up. We pick up limiting beliefs and we pick up sensitivities that other people can sometimes exploit. For a parent to have a conversation with their kid and what they want is for their kid to be bully-proof, how would they start the conversation? Well, if you're talking to your child in the terms of tags early, you're going to build their confidence immediately. All right, hold it. There's a huge disconnect for me here. You are talking about something positive and you're shaking your head no. And I'm sure that it's you're totally unaware of it. All right, now, and I'm going to call you out because you just said something that's totally impossible. <laughs> I cannot talk to my children about their tags early. I can't even talk to my grandkids about their tags early. So would, would you please reframe that for me and say, if you start talking to your kid now, if you start talking to your kids now, uh, you. you can do that too. Um, but it's, for instance, um, your fabulous uh, daughter, Katie, who is the tech, right? And so her tags are 
um, analytical, mathematical, um, uh, organized, uh, a planner. Uh, she is, um, uh, you know, she's uh, bright, creative, inventive, imaginative, analytical, right? And so those are some of her talents and abilities. And so it's like saying, wow, you took care of all that tech stuff all day long. You are outstanding at, at tech. So with a child, what you can, a younger child, what you can do is you come into the bedroom and there's, there's toys from one end to the other and you take a deep breath and you say, wow, you were creative today. Look at all the different things you created. Look at that, how you created that building set there and you read a lot of books over here. Wow, you had a wonderful day. And now it's time to put them away. Where are you gonna start first? Rather than what we'd want to say, because the mother's exhausted, overwhelmed, how am I ever gonna do this? I'm never gonna make it. But the child would go, yeah, I am creative. Yeah, I am. And then they want to cooperate with you. And so that's the difference, Jackie. And so it can be as simple as, um, I, I taught this to teachers and a teacher told me the story that there was a child who was whistling down the hall. Now he knew and she knew and everybody knew he was not supposed to do that. She could have said, if you don't stop whistling down the hall, I'm gonna give you a note and you're gonna have to blah, 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 right? But here's what she said. She said, Johnny, I didn't know you could whistle like that. And he looked at her and he stopped whistling and he walked down the hall. That's it. She tagged him. And because he felt seen for who he was, he wasn't trying to be bad. He wasn't trying to be naughty. He wasn't trying to break a rule. He wasn't trying to be defiant. He just wanted to whistle in that moment. And because he was seen for who he is, he stopped. Hmm. And that's how simple it can be. That's interesting. So the whole concept of before you say anything else, first identify the tag and, and acknowledge it. So that's an interesting place. This is advanced teaching for parents. Okay, first identify the tag and acknowledge it. And that's why I want the tag list. Okay. Right. I, I need the tag list. That is the most perfect thing. So we will make sure that that's accessible for everyone. Right. And the ability of this to propel so many different directions. Right. If I know my own tags, it's probably going to be easier for me to spot tags than other people. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I have videos all about this and everything. But yes, but it's, it's really, um, so your tags are um, leader, communicator, um, uh, writer, um, uh, host, um, you know, I, I could go on, you know, forever, right? Bright, creative, inventive. So your, so your um, abilities, creative, inventive, imaginative, analytical, mathematical, um, uh, compassionate, understanding, uh, intuitive, right? Those are just some of your abilities. And your gift is, it's not just that you've created this amazing summit and you've come up with this amazing suicide prevention program. Yeah. But, but the gift of the gift is how many lives have you saved? Mm 
how many, how many families have you given hope to? How many children and adults have you shown the way that they can have a future and, and possibilities? And so what you wanna do is look at the gift of your gift. And that can be as simple as cooking dinner and really looking as moms and dads, look at the gift you're giving your family, a time of connection, a time of coming together, a time of conversation, a time of interaction. You know, it isn't that you just put food on the table and you're a good cook. Because you see, cooking did not come in my tags. Just so you know, cooking <laughs> is not a tag that God thought I needed. So, but when you are a cook, think of the real gift that you give. And then what is the gift of that time together? Oh, connection. And what is the gift of connection? Well, now my child trusts me. And what is the gift of trust? Well, now they're going to cooperate. So it's you valuing the most simple thing that you do. When I'm in Africa in particular, where they, the women are not treated in the way in which we would like to be treated. And when I teach them to value something as simple as cooking, sewing, the things that they do so brilliantly. Um, and then they go, I matter, I, I count, I'm somebody. And I go, yes, you're somebody. And it's really doing that for our children too. And having them know that being, I have it right here, being you matters. Being, oh, <laughs> being you matters. That bee has one heck of a tail. I know, doesn't he? Right? Yeah. So being, being you matters. And when you teach children, Jackie, when children know that they matter, they're not going to hurt themselves or others. Because if they matter, then that other person matters. If they matter, then they're not going to cut themselves. If they matter, then they're not gonna they're not gonna go out and have a, a fight with somebody because other people matter. And that's why this work is so important that we teach them that they are valuable. And just telling your child, can you imagine a child hearing, sweetheart, I just want to tell you how much you matter to me. That that you know the smile that you have and the joy that you bring me. I'm so grateful that you're a part of my life. And imagine just hearing that. Imagine just hearing that. That is such a great gift. And Marty, I super, super appreciate you sharing all of your knowledge and all of your wisdom with us. I am so, so looking forward to understanding the talents, abilities, and gifts and getting that tagging list from you. And we will have more conversations in just a minute. But first, please, just receive how grateful I am to you for showing up and sharing. Thank you. And there's a gift that that is about having a tag session with me. And so I appreciate that. And we're going to be talking more about that in a minute. The reason I say in a minute is because I think what's most important for people to get first is the checklist. And so we're going to make sure that that gets to people first. And that will make everything more valuable for where you want to go with this and where I think people will be able to bully-proof themselves first and then their kids. Because I don't think it's going to come across as really sincere and authentic for a parent to be focused on their kids' tags if they don't know their own. And so that's my opinion for what it's worth. And since it's my show, 
I get to make up the rules. So there we go. So Marty, again, we're we're coming to the top. So thank you so much for being willing to share because understanding the concepts of warrior, scientist, creator, visionary, and commander, understanding the power that just acknowledging the kid who's jumping on furniture, the kid who's whistling in the hallway, the value of the impact that those very simple things can have is huge. It's huge. And so thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for all you do. Oh, 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 oh.